0: Welcome the PFF NFL Daily today discussing the sixth quarterback or maybe the best backup quarterback option in the draft. Who else is there besides all of the hyped up five first rounders? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance. By all accounts, the top five quarterbacks, the five guys expected to go in the first round, maybe all in the top ten. But what's after that in this quarterback class every year? There's always a drop off between starters and guys that are fringe starters, more likely backups. So out of the rest of the class, who's your favorite of the backup options? Yeah, and
1: it's it's relevant because there's going to be a bunch of teams coming out of the draft or coming out of that first round that still need quarterbacks and are not in position to snag those guys that are going to go in the top 10 somewhere. So if you're Washington, New England, maybe Denver doesn't get it done in the top 10. If Chicago, if you're one of those teams, what are you left with after that first round mayhem disappears all the quarterbacks in the top 10? The one I think that I would hitch my wagon to is Kellen Mond. Um, Texas A&M quarterback Chris Sims thinks he's, what, number like three or four in the entire draft class? I think that's going overboard, but there is a lot to like about Kellamond when you watch his game. The guy on the underneath stuff is money, really nice just sort of mechanical accuracy on those, particularly like slants, anything up the seam or in-breaking, he just puts those things on a rope and, and nails a receiver. I would love to see him a bit more aggressive, put the ball down the field a little bit more, because I think he has that in him. he just It just doesn't show up very often. He had uh, not very many big-time throws at all in his career. Um, just 12 last season, 13 the year before that. Those are both percentages below 4. It needs to be higher than that. And I, I don't see a reason why it can't be. But otherwise, I like a lot of what he brings to the table. And he sort of reminds me a little bit of RG3. Maybe not quite peak RG3, but better than the post-knee RG3 that we see right now.
0: Yeah, Mon's an interesting case because, as you said, he didn't have a ton of big-time throws. But the guy's been playing football for a while. And there was a point, like, we've been looking at him for the NFL draft thinking, okay, he's going to come out, he's going to come out. uh, Because he looked like a guy who could come out early because he was an early starter. He never did. uh, But, you know, he had some incredible red zone throws early in his career, very good touch and accuracy into tight windows. So he showed all of it, but I think, you know, to your point, it's just a not, not there from a how often standpoint. And he's shown, I'd say marginal improvement through the years. So uh, not as toolsy as I think, you know, people lead on to believe as far as velocity goes, but enough arm, a little bit of athleticism, a lot of experience. I do think bond is an intriguing one. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Trask from Florida and it's another guy who's kind of like Mac Jones light in this class. I mean, there was a point where (laughs) light of Mike Mac Jones, there was a point in this early in the season though, where you're looking at both of these guys tearing up the sec and everybody wanted to say, who's the next Joe burrow, right? Who's the next guy who's just going to break out and be a first round pick. And people were saying Kyle Trask, but the more you watch him just doesn't have enough velocity throw for throw. But Uh, I'll let you give your take on him. There are some reasons to like Trask, though, because he just hasn't played a ton of football. And that Florida offense was completely different once he took over, even starting in 2019.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was watching Kyle Trask a bit today. And part of his problem is that his worst games came against the best opposition. So the tougher the situation, the worse he played. Um, And I think that's kind of indicative of what you're saying. That the guy doesn't have great physical tools doesn't have a great arm and when you start to ramp up the difficulty it just becomes harder to get by with those kinds of physical tools and that was the story with guys like cody kessler you know when you're at that when you're in that world of marginal nfl tools in terms of arm strength and and velocity and the ability to zip it in there and it just shrinks your margin for error so much so that the second the difficulty starts to go up you need to be so good and so perfect to offset that it's just such a tough ass for a young quarterback so i'm kind of concerned that that was the situation but like other than that you watch his tape and you're like for a guy that doesn't have an incredible amount of just natural physical talent he is really quite good
0: yeah, the thing that's most intriguing about Trask for me, again, is he he didn't even play football in high school, really. He was back backing up Miami quarterback De'Ara King, uh, barely played a little bit in high school, comes into college and was just, oh, here's this six-foot guy with a college arm. Maybe not not a great NFL arm, but he's got a college arm. And he was just sitting there. And I remember his high school coach saying... Uh, this guy's going to be like Tom Brady. Like you're going to go back and say, you're the high school coach who never played Kyle Trask. And and his high school coach is kind of right. Cause Trask became a you know Heisman candidate and a great quarterback at Florida. We'll see if that some of that can translate to the NFL, but I'm intrigued because we've really only seen about a season and a half of college action for Trask. He's got some pretty good pocket movement and the stuff that he is struggling with besides the physical tools, not seeing linebackers and some late down decision making, some of those things can get better over time. So Trask, I think, has a path to being at least a very good backup in this league, perhaps a, a low end starter. And well, you know, and unless he can continue to improve, but I think Trask and Mond both uh, both fit the bill, right? As maybe day two type of guys. You hope that they're better than just a backup. And, and again, the Bears or the the football team, maybe the Patriots, some of those teams, one of those teams is going to have to take a shot on one of these guys and hope that, you know, it's another one of those stories of a day two or day three, maybe even pick, turning into a pretty good player.
1: Yeah, Trask is the one I don't think that's going to be very exciting. I think there's a path where he becomes like a Case Keenum type of quarterback where, you know, he'll get a run maybe starting for a team and it might not go badly and then ultimately – the longer he plays, the more evident it is that he is kind of a career backup at best. Um, Mond, at least, I think, has the tools to be better than that and actually be a viable starter. And I think when you're shooting for those outside of the first round guys, that's probably what you're looking for. It's like if the stars align and if everything goes well, like does this guy actually have the talent? to become a decent starter cuz really that's what we're looking for and you know we've talked before on on the main NFL podcast and probably on this one as well that this recent run of quarterbacks of toolsy quarterbacks panning out and actually the things that they were bad at fixing them and all of their potential being realized you know there's a sequence now over the last few years of a bunch of these guys working out with that in mind if you're looking for one guy who sort of ticks all of those boxes in terms of just physical tools and the capacity to become something much better than he's been so far. I kind of like rolling the dice on somebody like Jamie Newman, who has got ridiculous size, great athleticism, um, big arm, really great deep ball in terms of accuracy and, and, and touch and, and just strength. Didn't play this year um, and probably hurt his draft stock because of that. Isn't tremendously accurate, like, does need to put it all together. But the pieces are there. You know, remember what we said about Josh Allen, the IKEA quarterback. The pieces are all in that box somewhere.
0: Oh, Georgia legend, Jamie Newman. You know, <laughs> it, it is unfortunate we didn't get to see him play at Georgia. You know, that was going to be the, the big question because because Newman graded really well. 85.1 PFF grade in 2019 at Wake Forest. And they were running this like slow read option system where he's, you know, holding the mesh point forever. And there just were not a whole lot of NFL concepts in there. But you nailed it. Arm talents, there, downfield ability, a little bit of, you know, some mobility, some good size. We just didn't get to see Newman, you know, run a whole lot of NFL concepts. So he is a bit of a wild card. And all these guys, uh, Trask is at 64 on the PFF draft board. Kellen Wan's at 102. Jamie Newman's at 169 because of these question marks. The only other guy that's in that mix is Davis Mills from Stanford. And I know the league uh, tends to like the tall quarterback with pretty good velocity, but too many turnover worthy plays and only 10 career starts for Davis Mills. So even more question marks, maybe for Mills than even some of these other guys.
1: Yeah, Mills apparently is getting first round hype at the moment. And if that is originating anywhere other than his agent, I am at a loss to understand (laughs) what's going on there. Because, I mean, you put on the tape and he is a turnover machine. There was one game, I think, against Colorado this year where he tried to throw an interception three times on more or less the same play uh, before he finally hit the actual throw he was aiming for on the fourth time of asking. Um, I, he reminds me of, you know, those commercials of I'm Randy Moss and I have TV and I'm whatever it was, little Randy Moss and I have uh, cable. Like yes. Davis Mills is Davis Mills is Andrew Luck Cable Andrew Luck. Don't be don't be this me. Don't be Davis Mills. Like no, <laughs> there's just no way that that I don't want to say no way. Can't say never, but I would be staggered if Davis Mills winds up being a good NFL starter down
0: the line. Look at you going same school scouting and everything with Davis Mills and Andrew Luck, but uh so overall to answer the question Best backup option, fringe starter, guy you take a shot on. I'm going Kyle Trask. You're going Kellen Mond. Let us know. What do you think? Who's the best quarterback after the top five? It's the PFF NFL Daily.